Hi, and welcome back to the Cheeky Crypto Podcast. My name's Chris, and I am joined by none other than JB. How are you, JB? What's going on, guys? All good here. Nice, relaxing day studying, as I said I was going to do, and I am continuing to do so. How are you today, Chris? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, it's been uh, a very busy day, as as it normally is. Um, but yeah, look, we've uh, we've released a new course. I think you've been... Uh, doing that maybe possibly even completed it already which is great um which was the risk management course for for cryptocurrency so yeah let, how did you you find that one i guess yeah i went into it with open mind obviously i feel i have got a good degree of risk management already and as i quickly really back to you, there's a few things i picked out of the course which i didn't know at all i didn't even think about it's these little things that i think are going to benefit everybody that does do the course I don't want to give too much away, but there's very obvious things in that course that you just don't think about. Things like where you have looked at and your accounts might be linked. It's just one little snippet. So it's these little passages that you don't think about that are there that we need to obviously get a control of and understand when they should be there, when they shouldn't be there. So I did. I took, I took out a few good um, bits of knowledge away from it and uh, I feel vastly improved from completing the course. Which is great. And I think, you know, there's still a few bits that I'm going to add to the course. And obviously you get access to it for a year. So uh, I think it notifies you when there's updates made to, to the course and stuff. So there'll be some additional bits that I want to add in. Um, but yeah, look, I think it's a, a nice addition to the set of courses, the Elliott Way theory, the, you know, how to build a portfolio, um, you know, to, to be successful in, in crypto and now the, the risk management. And uh, it's really off the back of, you know, what was said when we did the previous podcast, which was, you know, uh, I guess everybody was quite aligned to the fact that 2022 was definitely a year of learning. Um, and, you know, we should take some of those lessons learned. We should put it into some sort of format that helps people in the future not sort of lose money and learning that way uh, and learn from, you know, the the experience of, of many in 2022, I kind of feel. So, yeah, a couple of extra downloadable uh, pieces at the end as well which will help you sort of just make sure that you, you know you've got good ma management um, processes in place to to be successful with your your crypto investment so yeah excited to get feedback on that one yeah one thing i want to obviously pick up off the back of this that's all three courses i have completed them now so we had obviously the portfolio builder elliott wave course and now the risk management course three courses are obviously ridiculously cheap i've re re relayed that to you already i think they're seriously undervalued for what they are so much information and the amount you learn in such a short time the, the risk management course isn't even that long i don't feel it's very long at all it's probably completable in an evening or a nice early morning or whatever you fancy but the value of these courses is unbelievable on the basis that you don't have to be new in the space you could be experienced in the space and there's still things you just don't know Elliot Wave, how many people in the world actually know Elliot Wave, understand it to its fullest extent? Not very many, I don't think. So all these courses that you guys are putting together, I think obviously benefit the community so much and there's more to come. Yeah, and no, I would say jump into the Discord, uh, find out you know more about it and uh, hear the thoughts of the community that have taken part in these courses because... You know, it's all well and good us saying how um, good we we think the courses are, uh, but I think it's more impactful when the community 
you know, at their free will talk about how, you know, they benefited from said course. So definitely worth doing that and, and asking and, and getting people's feedback. We are actually putting a trust pilot together so people can put, you know, how they actually found each and every course when they uh, complete it. So these sorts of things should be really, I guess, helpful uh, when you, you you start to to look to see if it's something that, you know, you're interested in. Um, but we've got lots to cover today. Um, do you want to sort of uh, kick us off? Christ, where are we going to start today? There's mm -hmm. so much news that's happened in such a short period of time that we've picked up. I think I'll start off with Amazon today. They were seeing, obviously, news that Amazon are going to be laying off 18,000 employees. But in wonderful fashion, they will not tell who has been released until January 18th. So it's going to be a two-week period until employees know whether they're going to have a job or not. Then off the back of that, we're also seeing the first ever strike for Amazon. So the GMB union members at the Coventry Warehouse, <clears throat> excuse me, um, they're going to do a historic landmark for Amazon and strike on the 25th of January. Now, this was led to believe it was all, all to do with people getting laid off. It's not. It's about pay disputes. Yet again, another massive industry underpaying their employees. It's, there's not even an argument there at all. So, yeah, there's a couple of big firsts coming out for Amazon there. And yet more job losses, which, you know, it's leading us into the recession that's obviously impending. Yeah, and I think the you know, there's a lot of people, particularly in the crypto space, that are very much of the... Uh, opinion that you know we're we're all you know the bottom's uh, the bottom's in apparently like this is some of the stuff that, that i've heard but you know if you actually look at people that are very knowledgeable you know from a macro standpoint they're not coming out with bottoms are in and you know we're off to to the races or you know it's going to be sideways and then and then up they're telling us we're doomed like in no you know no other sort of uh I guess terminology like it is very much like this is going to be the worst uh, recession we've seen uh, in history. Um, so with all of that said, I I kind of feel like people, you know, are, are very um, poorly positioned, um, you know, when it comes to to taking the lead with some of the the the, the most prominent crypto influencers in in the space i think um it's it's something that does sort of keep me up at night occasionally uh you know because i do worry about the the fact that people are going to you know be on the wrong side of things i mean you you can just uh look at gemini for example the exchange just lost their chief operating officer and um yeah i've mentioned that it's been very very quiet on the whole genesis um grayscale uh, Gem uh gemini uh kind of front really hasn't it over the last few weeks jb and uh that concerns me because i i don't think that we've actually we've actually uh seen that fully play out yeah i do think that um genesis are going to fail in their attempts to resolve the issues that they've got what are your thoughts yeah well i'll, I'll comment on this as much as i can for the triple g I, I keep referring to it as the three g's genesis gemini and grayscale there's so much that will come out here no news sometimes is good news i i do agree with you on this one i feel that no news is bad news we don't know if they've collected the funds required to stay stable <clears throat> if they have not then yeah i think this is an impending doom for a lot of investors a lot of money tied up here 
even if, let's say hypothetically, they get together the money that is required, what happens next? Do people leave their money with, the, with these companies? Are they happy to invest in these companies? What happens to shareholders? Of the, there's so much that will come off the back of this. Either outcome, whether there is the money or not, it's not good news for either of the three Gs. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think this is going to be what brings the, the market down to to the levels that you know, we've been discussing. I think this is, uh, I, I don't want to say the, the term black swan because I don't think it is. We kind of know that it's there. It's just everybody's in a bit of denial that it's still there. And, you know, just because you don't hear about it anymore doesn't mean that we should be, um, you know, become complacent. Uh, I'm not saying this stuff to, you know, incite fear in people. I think this is just, you know, me trying to be as honest, like all cards on the table about how, you know, I feel people should view the market right now. And it isn't a positive uh, way to to view it. Although I do think that, you know, there's pockets of, you know, good value in the space. Um, I think there's going to be pockets of insanely high uh, value, um, you know, proposi propositions uh, in the coming weeks and months. I mean, Silvergate Capital tanks nearly 40% after Crypto Bank discloses massive fourth quarter withdrawals. Um, I think the total... Uh, deposits from digital assets customers uh, declined to 3.8 billion from 11.9 billion um, in that you know third quarter so a decline of roughly 68 percent and I think this is um, something that people need to be monitoring taking on board and you know just consider why we're we're, we're seeing this sort of stuff it's uh it's one of those for me it's uh it's concerning stuff I mean just just the the news alone about celsius today like i i just feel like like <laughs> like we're in such a corrupt world and hopefully things will change but the judge before rules... you jump into this before you jump into this <clears throat> just to touch on what you said this isn't to like, incite fear to everybody this is the news that i feel a lot of people aren't bringing you this is the stuff that nobody's talking about that we need to know about so yeah, it's not to put fear into everybody watching, listening. This is to make you aware of what is going on around us and why there's further pain still to come. Yeah, I mean, like the judge rules that Celsius users gave up their legal rights to their BTC by using the platform and all, just get this, all of the $4.2 billion worth of crypto deposits is now the property of Celsius. And yeah, Mind like, blown. Mind blown. Like, yeah. And people are getting comfortable being on exchanges. Like you shouldn't be comfortable on these exchanges. Like even if they're legitimate businesses that are able to, you know, navigate this space impeccably because they actually run good business uh practices good risk management and they're not commingling funds or mismanaging uh customers funds like we should still not store our crypto on those platforms in my opinion self-custody it bitcoin magazine who released this on twitter even stated at the bottom of the article take your bitcoin off exchanges listen to these guys get your bitcoin off exchanges the risk management course go and complete it and you'll understand why you should not be storing money on exchanges. They're not banks, not your keys, they're not your crypto. 
just off exchanges. If it has to be a hard wallet, cold wallet, whatever it must be, just get it off exchanges, guys. Yeah, and I mean, one of the things that I, I cover in, in the course is, you know, the example of a, a, an individual um, that traded the market impeccably through this bear market, um, but they didn't have good risk management. They had all of their money that they made in this bear market on FTX. They now have no portfolio left. And, you know, that was really down to just poor risk management. That's all it boils down to. Um, yeah, it's terrible. Absolutely awful. Um, I thought I had really good risk management and I got caught out with Celsius. I had 10% of my portfolio on Celsius. Now I look at that and I feel that I'd be much happier if my risk tolerance was was tighter and I only had 5% on Celsius because looking at that 10%, you know, when I you know bring myself to to go do that is is a terrible feeling. And that was with risk management. Some people don't have any. Um so look, it's it's all about preserving capital. And I, I made a video that I said um people should watch this video. It's really important. This was before the FTX um you know collapse. This is an important video. Watch it, share it, you know, and um you know a lot of people that watched that video would have been able to have you know, at least gone away and done some research and, you know, protected themselves a little bit better. So one of the comments I'll pick up here on one of the previous videos, somebody actually asked what do we do about the fiat that we want to load on exchanges before we go and make a big purchase? And it's a great question, very valid right now. Me personally, I would wait to understand where I want to buy. So obviously go back into the charts, understand where it's going and then decide, right, this is now starting to approach the area i want to buy it that's at the point i would load money onto the exchange once the buy orders hit straight back off of the crypto into storage it's literally as simple as that put the money on as soon as you're ready to buy straight back off yeah and everybody's going to be different everybody's got their own risk tolerances right i i said that i would you know would have preferred to have had five percent instead of ten percent on celsius right like i thought i had really good risk management and i would say actually i did have really good mismanagement uh, risk management but it could have been tighter and i didn't realize what my actual risk tolerance really was until the risk actually transpired and um you know it was no longer a risk it actually happened right um and now looking back on it i'm like actually my tolerance was really five percent so there will be pockets of people out there that will only keep five percent on a said exchange or platform um you know be that a trading platform whatever um so you know like i think risk management is is open um and, and very different depending on you know each individual case but um so another one to quickly run by you on this let's just talk usdt here if we purchase usdt moved it to metamask it's as simple as moving it back to the exchange to purchase the crypto then take the crypto back to let's call it your metamask for now so it it would kind of be a way of getting around the issue of loading fee on exchanges, which obviously we're seeing right now is a bit of an issue. Banks don't want you to take your money out of the banks and put it onto these exchanges, etc., etc. So would this be a safe enough solution to load money on, buy USDT, whatever it is you want to buy there, to store it on a wallet, then move that back to exchanges to purchase crypto? 
So again, it depends on your, your risk tolerance. I mean, you don't even need to move it back to the exchange. You could just use a decentralized exchange, a, a DEX, and you know, change it over in in the actual MetaMask wallet, for example, or uh, another wallet type. Yeah, um, I think that's something we should maybe cover off a bit more here, DEXs, because we do see a lot of questions coming up about DEXs recently. Yeah. So I think maybe in the future we'll look to dive into DEXs a little bit more for you guys. Yeah, I think we can definitely do that. I think... Um, you know, stable coins are another risk. Like every, the, this is what is good about the course. And I need to cover stable coins probably in more detail. And it's one of the things I want to add to it. But, you know, just holding a stable coin also is a risk because there's different types of stable coins. There's uh, different, um, I guess, you know, pieces of news, whether some's true uh, or whether some's false is is uh open to to interpretation um so yeah look there's there's still risks in holding stable coins because stable coins aren't fit right um so yeah look uh, everybody's going to be different but you really need to understand what those risks are because there'll be lots of people be like oh yeah i'll just get usdt but not realize that usdt has also got its own risks associated with it or usdc um or, you know, an algorithmic stable coin. You know, we've seen what's happened with a few of those over the, you know, last 12 months. Yeah. So while we're talking about news, we're talking about exchanges, I'm going to cut us off and put us on to Coinbase here. So we're seeing Coinbase has been hit with a $50 million fine for breaching AML laws. They have also laid out an additional $50 million over the next two years. This is almost laughable. Over the next two years to better improve their practices. <laughs> hmm. Obviously, this happened back in spring uh, 2021. There was $150 million worth. Um, I don't know how best to phrase this. $150 million worth of illicit movements all through Coinbase, and this is down to the poor management from Coinbase as to how we verify ourselves on the exchange and how, we, how we're able to move money about so easily from Coinbase. I do believe things have changed very slightly since then on their exchange. But we've also seen off the back of this as well that the CEO, Brian Armstrong, also said that, they, that they're ready for firmer, more in-depth um, audits to happen on exchanges and that crypto's ready for it to happen. To me, it's very contradictive given what's just happened here. They've just paid a $50 million fine fronted up another 50 million for the next two years to improve and bolster their platform, how they operate as a program. So yeah, just more FUD coming out from internals within Coinbase. I'm trying best to phrase this as nicely as possible. I don't personally like Coinbase. I don't like the way it operates. I don't like how dear it is. So yeah, a lot of money missing on the exchange and all they have is a 15 million dollar fine which is amazing really but like it it's interesting because people touch on regulation and we're going to come on to the sec uh probably segue into it from from the traditional bullshit markets of, of, of the banking sector that is uh i'm just going to say it they're regulated right um but i, I think i've mentioned on, on a few occasions particularly on twitch streams that basically I, I noticed that i think it was five or six banks in the last five months have had fines for anti-money laundering 
failures basically uh within processes santander uk 108 million over anti-money laundering um would be one um what else we got um uh where's the other one um thanks a bank uh pays two billion to settle uh estonian money laundering um what else we got uh there's so many just literally over five weeks um uh, hsbc um uh, it's a common one that we we see it looks like they've just potentially paid a, a fine uh or settled uh in in some some sort of way uh we've got um another one here um fiau uh, multi uh malta sorry anti-money laundering unit um <laughs> you know i think they've paid a fine of 310 thousand uh, euros uh the list goes on and on right i could go through more and more i mean wells fargo um you know a, a, a big a big bank right um money money laundering um i think they've they've had uh some some issues with that um, but also mismanaging customer funds 3.7 billion dollars fine uh or or group of fines uh for various different reasons um you know one being something very similar to what uh ftx have uh, have had and obviously now we talk about coinbase um you know like this is uh something in the crypto world but it's also something in the traditional banking sector as well so we need to probably i guess be aware that it doesn't matter whether the space is regulated or it isn't regulated this shit happens regardless um and you know it seems very apparent to me that people in positions of power within governments you know they're they're getting paid you know they're getting money for it and it's it's as corrupt as the actual banking sector itself in my opinion um but you know we've we've seen what the the scc um general uh consul um has uh left and uh you know we don't really know the true reasoning behind it um but this was somebody that was wined and dined by F uh, FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried. Yep, a little bit of in-depth knowledge here about Mr. Berkowitz. Did you know that he was formerly the Commissioner of Commodities and Future Trading? Yeah, like I'm aware of that. I just, yeah, it, it, it's it's so it's so. Um, at least it appears to be trying to be careful with my words here um it appears to be very uh, like underhand uh when it comes to to the tactics and stuff that he used the key snippet that sticks out here to me like a sore thumb is our good old friend se chair gary gensler and his his actual words right here where i am grateful for dan's exceptional public service and his dedication to the agency yet he's potentially been wined and dined by ftx and Another one of our good old friends, Mr. SBF. Yeah, it's, it's, it's mad. But, you know, top deputies, um, you know, were, were, were former regulators within the FTX saga. So, you know, look, 
there was lots of whining and dining going on. There was probably a lot of bribery going on. Um, but right at the head of it is 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 Gensler. Yep. And um for for me, like we need to be asking questions of of Gary Gensler and uh, you know, why is all this stuff happened under under his his leadership, right? Or lack of leadership, depending on how you want to to look at it. Um, for me, it's just not acceptable. Um, you know, I, I expect more from the SEC and and these regulators. I, I kind of feel like they've really let down investors. Um, they haven't stuck to their own mission statements. Uh, it's just an epic failure when it comes to to looking at you know two of the three uh, bullet points as part of their mission statement. I mean, BlockFi, and I talk about this a lot. They are they they find BlockFi. Um, and they're going to be ahead of retail investors when it comes to getting a payout because they're still owed money for that fine um, for breaching, you know, um, I guess, rules that wasn't keeping investors safe. Um, they should write that debt off, in my opinion, um, because, you know, if you don't, then, you know, you haven't really got that that best interest at heart of the actual retail investors so just I was just quickly reading through the article we, we we had picked up earlier there, and a few of the paragraphs really stick out, and they will make you laugh to an extent here. So the details of the conversations between uh, Berkowitz and SBF are unclear, but there are emails that have been unveiled. The FTX covered the bill. They then asked, they then asked for fifty billion, uh, fifty dollars from Berkowitz to help out with the bill. So if this isn't showing trouble with an exchange who asked for 50 quid, sorry, 50 bucks to help cover a, a dinner at what's apparently a lavish Indian restaurant in Washington, D.C. You know what I mean? This all just screams out a disgrace. Yeah, it, 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 it's laughable. The one thing I think it will do is it will make a great Netflix uh, series or Definitely. a film for sure. Um, but like... Gary Gensler has come out and said that there's no new uh, crypto regulation required for crypto right now. I, I am like, you know, really confused. Um, I personally think there needs to be new leadership at the SEC and some of these other regular regulator, um, you know, uh, I guess uh, companies, I don't know what you would call them, but yeah, look, I, I think there needs to be new leadership across the board when it comes to to this sort of stuff and uh instead of you know being reactive which is all they seem to be you know it's all like oh shit investors lost a lot of money like this is probably the biggest fraud in history um you know we should probably put some some new processes in place it really should be your job to i guess review the the space and put those processes in place so this shit doesn't happen yeah like, exactly Pro, be proactive in the space protect the people who you say you are protecting as the sec protect investors live up to what it is you're set out to do get rid of gary gensler personally think it's a matter of time i don't see gary gensler being in that position for all too long whether it's three months six months 12 months I'd, if markets fall which we're expecting to fall the likes of 3g the three G's, sorry, I don't see the other two G's. Gary Gensler still being in a position there. Yeah, no, I don't either. I, I feel that um, 
the the time has come the time has gone and change is required um yeah let me know your thoughts and opinions in the comments below uh is it time for for gensler to 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 move on and uh you know is, is there i guess um the possibility of uh you know details coming out uh, around you know his involvement with you know everything that's happened with ftx because I think the people have the right to to know is there something there or is there not like you know is is Gary Gensler you know corrupt and and part of the problem or is he like legitimately just bad at his job because I think they're really just the two options like that's just my 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 opinion um you know let us know as well in the comments below if the Netflix documentary does get made which another thing I would like to quickly touch on there I did read that SBF met with the makers of the film that Mike spoke about before. About oh, the big short. The big short. Apparently, SBF has met with the makers of the big short previously before he went to the. He got put in jail. But anyway, in the comments below, let us know who would you guys have play SBF in the documentary. Personally, uh, I would have John C. Riley because I love John <laughs> C. Riley and I think he would do it wonderfully. But yeah, let us know who would you, who would you have, Chris. Oh, I really don't know. What's the guy that plays Elf? Will Ferrell. Yeah, that's who I'd have. Like, yeah, just because I think it'd be funny. Yeah, that's exactly. Um, I I would like to see a comical side of it. Yeah, exactly. Like, because I, you know, it's bad and you shouldn't laugh, but like, um, I think it's really, you know, if you go back and you look back, I do think it's all really obvious. Um, Not all of it, you know, to the extent. But like a lot of it was really obvious. And, you know, the fact that he, you know, basically described a, a Ponzi scheme, you know, when he was um, talking about FTT. Um, yeah, look, uh, going back and having hindsight's a wonderful thing, right? But um, yes, uh, it's, it's been in, interesting to to watch everything sort of unfold, really. Um, but definitely yeah. has been, but yeah, watch this space because obviously there is still more to come from everything that is going on with them. Um, SPF, the SEC, Coinbase. God, we could sit here all day rhyming yeah. it off the three Gs, but just really stay engaged in the space right now. There's a lot going on. Yeah, I mean, if we go back, you know, months, I mean, a number of months, you know, you would have heard me saying, stay engaged in the bear market. It's so important. The people that have left are going to come back and they'll be like, what's happened to my Luna C? You know, what's happened to, to my FTT? Um, you know, why they, can't I log into my Voyager account? Yeah. Or, or what's happened? Why is my Celsius stuff locked up if they haven't noticed? You know, and this is this is why it's really important to you know keep an eye on you know you, you the teams that you're you're invested in, right? Because you're not just investing in the coin. Everybody gets these coins and like, oh yeah, I've got like all these coins. But really you're investing in a team, a vision, um, the 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 project, the tech, like everything. And you have a right, and this is what a lot of people don't seem to understand. And when I say a lot of people, I mean, like, I don't feel that the teams themselves always understand um, and investors don't understand, probably because the teams don't understand. You've got a right to ask questions, you know, like, I think it's healthy. Um, You know, if if I invest my money in, say, you, JB, you run a project, you know, you run a big crypto project, and I invest in you and your team, like I should be able to go into your Telegram group and ask difficult questions like, you know, how came you didn't hit your, you know, Q1 roadmap targets? You know, why didn't that 
why why didn't you achieve them you know more importantly you know what are your plans to 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 you know uh get those over the line how do you mitigate you know not hitting your q2 targets you know i think these are tough questions at points but they need to be asked you know why haven't you got dates on your roadmap you know can we get some dates on there that we can hold you accountable to you know i don't understand like your place in the market can you explain it you know um are you working with any um cyber security companies you know i notice you've got a um a bridge you know like how how do we know that that's kept secure you know these are all things that i think you know we should be asking project teams i i, I really do these are all things that we have been asking also check out the interviews that cheeky crypto's been putting out here in the podcast channel and on the main channel we have the higher ups of these projects coming on and we are asking these questions and believe it or not they've all been happy to answer them full clarity nothing hidden this is what's happening here this is a roadmap this is what's going on here this is where we're going here so we are actually now at the point we're getting these exciting projects on some we've had zero wallet we're getting all different aspects on here we're asking these questions and the guys are happy to answer so for me it's installing confidence because these guys they're not hiding anything from you they're telling you to, literally to our faces as we interview them what's going on so ask the questions chris is 100 right you have the right as an investor to ask questions about what you're investing in yeah and i think it's always a red flag for me if somebody isn't willing to answer the questions you know publicly or or behind closed doors you know if they're not open to to the the questioning then for me they're just not worth my investment like and you know we've seen this we ask questions of refinance and the team was just not willing to answer the question so we took out our investment two weeks later the team balls up with alameda research like you know there's there's a lot of history with alameda research and uh ftx excuse me um you know and uh you know we were thankful that we got out because alameda just dumped all of those coins on the market you, you guys seem to have this touch with certain projects you pulled your funds out of reef it collapsed you start talking about bonk and it's went on a bloody 30,000% gain in the last seven days since you guys started mentioning it on Twitch. What's yeah. next? Tell uh, us. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> Hypercycle. There we go. Hypercycle. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> Check out the Discord for Hypercycle. There's a lot of good news coming out there. It's involved with the private sale within the channel. So obviously you need to have a cheeky verse NFT or a cheeky race suit from the Cornucopius game to get access to this part of the the discord channel but yeah some exciting news coming out about hypercycle so do stay engaged and understand what's going on there if, if they don't want to do that go and look at the project plenty of yeah. places to find it go and look at hypercycle yeah it's uh it's definitely a, a future project um you know obviously we're talking about seed round here um so yeah look it's um it's a a real early stage but the technology and what they're looking to do it's just but for me it's the team as soon as you see dr ben gertzel on the board of a team so high on a team just look at look at his track record go and look at what dr ben gertzel's done the projects he's involved in and it fills you with enough confidence to know that for for starters before you even look at it you're looking at a good solid project there yeah i think so um so i think we'll probably look to to sort of uh close the the stream uh have you got any sort of closing thoughts before we do yeah, first of all, just 
risk management as always if you're trading tight stop loss make gains stay safe in the space and a big shout out to mike who obviously couldn't make it today fortunately his partner has hurt herself so yeah we do wish her a speedy recovery i'll catch you in the next one guys yeah and uh yeah i echo what, what you're saying there as well jb um but yeah look uh onwards upwards uh 2023 is going to be a huge year for for opportunities and uh it's super exciting so uh yeah let us know your thoughts and opinions in the comments below if you enjoyed today's video mash up that like button subscribe if you haven't subscribed already tapping that bell selecting all the notifications so you never miss another video and we will catch you in the next one take care